Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. The third preseason game gives us the all-important dress rehearsal game that has our beloved traveling to the Pacific Northwest to take on the defending world champion Seattle Seahawks. Can our beloved make an impression against the champs, or will the gap between the two be revealed? All of this and so much more on the preseason week three review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Uh, yeah, that was. I don't. I don't really want to talk about it. It was. Uh, it was embarrassing. Let's. I guess would be the most generous word to use when referring to Friday night's disaster. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back the preseason week three review episode of the Chicago Bears review, and uh, quite frankly, we're not going to do a whole lot of reviewing on the game because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Um, you know, the Seahawks came out and ran right through the Bears. Uh, we had a couple of opportunities in the beginning, but uh, pretty much it was just nothing but the world champions showing the world why they're still the world champions. Uh, the first half was an unmitigated uh, disaster. And to tell you the truth, I kind of phoned it in uh, in the second half. Um, not really a whole lot to report. Uh, other than keeping an eye on the quarterback battle between Clawson and Palmer. A, rev- a winner has been revealed, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes when we go through the cuts, which is why this episode is coming out on Tuesday night. I was waiting to hear what the uh, who, them, who made the first made it through the first cut because rosters were, were cut down from 90 down to 75 and had to be, I think, by like 2 or 3 o'clock this afternoon. Um and the Bears actually made a bunch of cuts over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday, made one cut yesterday, and then made the last two today to get to the 75-man roster limit. Uh, they play the Cleveland Browns in a couple of nights on Thursday. And, uh, you know, as, as, as sick as I am of uh, hearing about him on SportsCenter or on NFL AM or whatever, uh, it's a chance for us Bear fans to get a look at Johnny Manziel up close and personal as he'll probably play, uh, I would think he'd probably play a good portion of the game uh, on Thursday night, considering that uh, Mike Pettin, the new head coach of the Browns, made it official that uh, Johnny Manziel is going to be his backup quarterback this year because Brian Hoyer has won the starting job, at least for the first week of the season when they play the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, we'd probably say probably wouldn't see much of Hoyer, but we'll see a lot of Manziel to get some final reps in before he does some some heavy-duty clipboard holding 
uh, in the uh, at least in the first couple weeks uh, of the season. So, well, let's just go ahead and like a band aid get this thing over with and talk about what went down on Friday night between the Bears and the champion Seattle Seahawks. Stop me if you've heard this over the last four days or so, but uh, don't panic. It's only preseason. And these are words to live by. Because I mean, and every, the, the, everyone's favorite example, of course, is in 2008, the Detroit Lions ran the table in the preseason. They went undefeated, 4-0. and Optimism was at a peak, and then they backed it up by going 0-8, and then 0-16. So, I mean, they ran the table in the opposite direction uh, that season. So, don't put a lot of stock into the preseason. However, what we are seeing, the trends that we're seeing are old problems from last year that do not appear to have been taken care of. Um, Namely, the defense, which was on the field for five possessions on Friday night and gave up five scoring drives, four of which, the first four, I should say, the first four were all touchdown drives, every last one of them. And uh, just to run it down real quick, first uh, drive was seven plays, 61 yards, Second one was 14 plays, 89 yards. Third one, 11 plays, 83 yards. And then the um, the, f- the fourth one was after, I, th- I think it was a decent punt return, uh, was only three plays, 16 yards. And then the fifth one was right before the end of the half, and they kicked the field goal, making it 31 to nothing. Ones against the ones, starters versus starters on Friday night in the first half. All Seahawks, 31 to nothing, exposing a pretty decent-sized gap. You heard me refer to it in the open. Was the, Did we make an impression on the champs, or was the gap revealed? Well, the gap was definitely revealed. Now, obviously, we as Bear fans are very optimistic that this is a team that can contend for a world championship, especially with the way that our offense can put up points. Um they're more the unit that I would be more comfortable saying, don't worry, it's just preseason, because they actually did have a couple of opportunities to put points on the board against the Seahawks. One play in particular was just negated by a really great defensive play. Um, Alshon was wide open down the middle of the field, and it wasn't a bad throw by Jay. He actually put it right in the in the right spot. Alshon had the ball in his hands, and when he brought it down, when he brought the ball down, the defender knocked it out of his hands. So it was just a good defensive play, but it would have been, I think, like a 40-ish, 50-yard uh, touchdown that actually would have tied the game at seven if uh, it had gone through because there was no way he wasn't scoring if, uh, you know, if he comes down with the ball. Um, then the Bears came back in the second quarter, drove the pretty much the length of the field, and actually scored a touchdown that was reversed upon review. Martellus Bennett's butt landed on the one-yard line or whatever, so they ran some plays from the one and a couple of penalties and an interception later, and the Bears could not get into the end zone. So we showed that we can move the ball against the Seahawks. The problem, of course, being that our less than stellar defense from a year ago was less than stellar once again on Friday night and was a swinging gate 
for the Seahawks as they ran up and down the field uh, in the first half, four possessions and four touchdowns, and then capping off the half with a short drive and a 59-yard field goal. Just to kind of, you know, cement the fact that the first half completely sucked for us, they finished it with a ridiculous field goal, 59 yards, one that you most likely only try in preseason. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's how the first half went. And uh, they added another field goal in the third quarter to make it 34 nothing. before the Bears added a couple of field goals in the fourth quarter. So Robbie Gold got some got some work in in the, in the fourth quarter to make it 34-6 to six was the final score. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Um, so it's, as I was saying before, against the first in the first game against the Eagles, hard not to get excited about what you're seeing from the defense, you know, and it's only the first preseason game. Yes, it's only preseason, but on the flip side, it's hard not to be discouraged by what we've seen from defense and from special teams. That short 16-yard drive that they had for the fourth touchdown possession, uh, I I believe it was a punt return. A punt return or a kick? No, it was a punt return because we didn't have a reason to kick off. But a punt return where the guy nearly took it back. O'Donnell, our punter, saved it. Uh, by got, knocking the guy out or bringing him down uh, at the 16-yard line. So, you know, defense and special teams was, was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible on Friday night. Um, defense was um, – well, there's two ways to say this. The the defense was 0 for 7 on third down, or you can say the Seahawks were a perfect 7 for 7 on third down uh, in the first half on those uh, five scoring drives. Uh, that they had so it was very bad the bear offense was three for 11 on third down overall finished uh seahawks finished at 10 and 4 10 of 14 um time of possession the one thing that we can say that was positive about the defense and it's been consistent for the most part, I mean, they got some decent that you know, we know what kind of hell they raised against the the Eagles and the trouble they gave Nick Foles in the beginning. There, um, they were getting after Bortles and Henny in the in the first half against the Jaguars, and they sacked Russell Wilson twice uh, in this football game. the The pressure that they're getting from the front four is encouraging. The problem is with the linebackers and the safeties when it comes to coverage dropping into pass coverage you know i can't can't really say it's 100 percent scheme and you can't say it's 100 it's you know you it's a combination of the two you know a, a talent plus scheme because 
it's just too easy to exploit the middle of the field against us on the on the defense and that's where the linebackers and the safeties roam it's you know in the corners they they run around on the outside it's that's what's most discouraging that's what's most frightening about what we're seeing from the defense uh, in these preseason games even against the eagles there were big plays that were happening down the middle of the of the field and the jaguars you know made all their progress tearing up the middle of the field against the bears same thing with the uh with the seahawks um you know it, it that's the most discouraging thing and it it doesn't appear to be getting any better uh so far uh in the preseason it makes you really worried about what the regular season might be like so you know let's uh try to keep a positive positive frame of mind on these things because i have utter confidence that the um offense will be tip top this year I, I have all the confidence in the world that they will but you know it's the complete opposite of everything we've been saying for years we have complete confidence the defense is going to go out there and kick ass it's the offense that we're worried about now it's the other way around i'm totally confident that Jay Cutler and the rest of the offense with uh, Jeffrey and Marshall and Bennett and, and everyone else out there will be able to go out and put a decent team on the field, put some points on the board, keep us in the game. But will the defense be able to, at this point, will the defense be able to break its 16-game streak of 20 points or more being allowed? That's the real question. So we'll have to do a wait and see. Uh, on that one so um, when it comes to the offense you can go ahead and and believe the phrase or be comforted by the phrase don't worry it's only preseason they did some really good things uh, on Friday night when they were out on the field even against that defense they were competitive you know they had that drive opportunity for big plays that stuff is there the then and all that stuff that was there like even mark trestman said in the um press conference everything that we saw that was that went wrong is correctable there are things that can be done to prevent what went wrong for the bears on friday night the defense on the other hand that's where you, you, you gotta wonder it's like right now i'd say that uh if i was a betting man in vegas i'd be putting money on mel tucker at the very least losing his play calling abilities at some point during the season if it keeps going like this so i don't think that he would be so much as uh fired or let go or anything like that but maybe they pass the defense over to um the syracuse coach uh, i believe it's pascalini is how you pronounce it who's our defensive line coach those guys are getting after the ball those guys are, are getting after it. Willie Young with the with the sack, Austin Lane. These are the defensive ends, the new guys that we signed, and they're performing so far, getting pressure even on uh, a, an extremely elusive guy like uh, Russell Wilson. They were able to collapse the pocket enough to get him under wraps. So I like what I'm seeing from the defensive line. That's the one encouraging thing we have. It's those that linebacker and safety combination right in the middle of the field either they're getting told to do the wrong things or they're completely screwing up you know getting you know uh, faked out by play fakes or whatever but whenever the ball enters the middle of the field 
there's nobody there to defend it. And that's what scares me about going forward. So I will hang on to the it's only preseason. Let's calm down um, endorsement for the moment. But uh, I reserve the right to say I told you so if and when the Bear defense continues to perform like this in the regular season. So, uh, yeah, long story ugly. It was a bad night for the Bears. I'm a lot more optimistic going into that thing, hoping there would be a little bit more competition uh, given to the world champions. Instead, they made it look like a game of Madden in the first half. So it wasn't uh, wasn't how I wanted to spend my Friday night. So, But, um, you know, that's really all I have to say about the um, preseason game for week three. Let's get on to the more interesting aspect of what's been going on with our beloved this week and talk about who made the cut, who is still on what's left of the 75-man roster. After the unfortunate beating suffered at the hands of the Seahawks on Friday night, the Bears wasted actually no time whatsoever getting to making these roster cuts to to get down to the NFL mandated roster limit of 75 by today the 26th Um, they cut 12 people over the weekend they had to go from 90 to 15 so they had three guys left to cut on Monday and Tuesday and um, the the big name that they cut pretty much right off the bat was uh, safety Adrian Wilson uh, the former All Pro with the uh, who had a stellar career when he was with the Arizona Cardinals um, joined the Bears after OTAs had completed and was given an opportunity uh, in practice and in uh, in playing time in the preseason to uh, try to earn a spot with the team and um, I guess whatever he put on tape wasn't uh, impressive enough or um, maybe it's just because he didn't look like the player the Bears hoped that they were getting. Uh, when they signed him I mean he is recovering from an Achilles tendon injury that he suffered a year ago with the Patriots but um, he was the one of the big names cut and the other big one uh, was the loser of the second uh, of the backup quarterback job and that was Jordan Palmer Jordan Palmer the loser of that competition which gives the backup quarterback job to Jimmy Clausen for the season uh, or at least the foreseeable future uh, anyway, but uh, Palmer not uh, left to uh, cry in his uh, cry in his beer for very long as today he was signed by the Buffalo Bills. An interesting signing considering we play the Bills in a couple of weeks. So take that for what you will. Other players cut over the weekend. Uh, kick returner Darius Raynaud, who was just signed by the Bears recently. Um Jordan Sand, he was a linebacker. We signed him away, I think, from Carolina. Uh, he was meant to be a special teams guy, kind of in the uh, Blake Costanzo kind of mold. Uh, running back Michael Ford. Now, this is kind of a – I'm not a big fan of this move, but, you know, we, we've barely seen him. I think I don't think we've seen him play since Philadelphia in the first game. Uh, and it basically it just looks like um, – with the the signing of uh, Sean Drone uh, or Drone, uh, and also with the drafting of Kadeem Carey, um, you know Michael Ford automatically kind of took a hit 
in the depth chart and I guess just wasn't able to do enough on special teams to cement a roster spot. Uh, interesting that Michael Ford did not make the first, did not make it past the first cut, but Jordan Lynch did. That is a name that is not on this list, at least not yet. And from what I was just reading uh, before I started recording this segment, that uh, he looks like he's going to get a fair amount of playing time on on Friday. So if he, um, you know, if he isn't going to make the Bears roster, the Bears are going to give him a chance to make it on somebody's roster um, to see if he can impress and turn some heads uh, on Friday night. Um, other uh, notable cuts, uh, Greg Hurd, the wide receiver, he was the one that was signed instead of Santonio Holmes when uh, Marquise Wilson went down. Uh, he's gone. Wide receiver Kofi Hughes, not really even sure who that is. I'm not familiar with that name at all. Uh, offensive tackle Joe Long, who's been a practice squad backup guy for the last couple of years. He doesn't make the cut. Uh, running back Derek uh, is Purdy. He's gone. Defensive back Peyton Thompson and uh, Dylan Gandy, an offensive guard. And the um, one of the more surprising cuts, but not all that surprising at the same time, was uh, Nate Collins, defensive tackle, who was like the last decent defensive tackle we had last year after Henry Melton went down, Stephen Paya on and off the field with injuries last season. Nate Collins was uh, was a solid player for us last year before he suffered his ACL injury, and um, with the uh, with the signing additions, with you know re-signing uh, Jay Ratliff, drafting Ego Ferguson and Will Sutton. Uh, this year as rookies, not a whole lot of room left for him on the roster, and he suffers uh, fate. But also, you know, in some cases, the Bears, in some cases, teams kind of do you a favor when they cut you sooner to give you time to catch on uh, with another team. So have no, have no fear. I'm sure Nate Collins is going to catch on with somebody. I just hope it's not somebody the Bears have to play. So... Those were the 12 names that were released on Saturday and Sunday. On Monday, the Bears cut one player, Craig Stiltz, a safety that we've had with us, I think, since 2007, 2008. He was let go. He's been injured for most of the uh, preseason. It was a leg injury, I believe. It was an ankle or a hamstring, something like that. Uh, it's kept him on the sidelines the entire preseason. He played a little bit against um, Seattle which I didn't see, but to tell you the truth, I wasn't paying attention for much of the second half, to be honest with you. I was kind of over it at that point, but um, he's gone and uh, see if he catches on with anyone else. He's been more of a special teams player for us than anything, even though he has started a few games for us. Um, the other cuts that, took, that happened today in order to make the 75-man limit, offensive guard James Brown, who's been a reserve uh, guy for us the last couple of years he's not going to make this year's squad and uh, draft choice a former sixth seventh round draft choice Isaiah Fry who um, due to injuries last year was our nickelback to start the season uh, when Kelvin Hayden went down he had a good camp last year and he was the one that came off the bench and helped things out at the uh, you know at the nickel position uh, last season so those are the 15 guys that are no longer Chicago Bears as of today. Uh, an interesting thing that I was reading um, uh, 
uh, uh, that I noticed on Twitter. I think it was Jeff Dickerson or someone, one of the Chicago beat writers that said, uh, leaving with Isaiah Fry being cut, that only leaves two players left from Phil Emery's first season as general manager. So in his original draft class of, I think, six guys, only two of them are still on this year's team two years later. So entering season number three, all but two guys, 66% of the draft class is no longer with the team. So 2012, the first round was Shea McClellan. Second round was Alshon. I don't think we have to worry about him going anywhere for any amount of time. Um, third round was Braden, Brandon Harden that, God bless Emery, he's gone on record as saying he screwed up there. Uh, fourth round was Evan Rodriguez, the fullback, who was good. He was a good player, but he couldn't stop getting arrested. So the Bears had to let him go and chill. Um, I don't think he's with anybody right now. And then the last two draft choices were cornerbacks Greg McCoy and Isaiah Fry. McCoy was cut uh, during final cuts in 2012, so he didn't even make the team that he was drafted. You know, he didn't make the team in 2012 when he was drafted. And then uh, Isaiah Fry being let go this season. So with the way things are going with Shea McClellan, you know, there are 22 spots left to be cut from this team. It wouldn't be completely out of the, you know, it would be, it would make headlines. It would be shocking for sure if McClellan was cut, but uh, I don't know. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to see. I keep reading things where the, where, where Shea is going on record saying, I feel like I'm improving every day. He's being backed up in the media by Tressman and Tucker saying, we're seeing good things from him in practice and blah, blah, blah. But it's just not translating into, uh, play on the field and uh, we need to see that sooner rather than later but uh, from the from the looks of things with the way the fourth preseason game always goes we'll probably have to wait until the Buffalo game to see progress out of Shea McClellan so we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see on that so but uh, those were the 15 cuts some notable names that haven't been cut yet Number one being Jordan Lynch. We talked about that. The other one being Christian Jones, a linebacker, uh, you know, uh, undrafted uh, rookie free agent who um, I think it was a, a diluted urine test or whatever. He took a huge hit from that because I think talent-wise he was supposed to go in the second round in this year's draft. He ended up going undrafted until the Bears uh, scooped him up. Um, he's been playing towards the end of the games in third and fourth quarters uh, and such, so I haven't really seen much of him other than to know that he's number 96. Um, you know, he's been out there a little bit, uh, and I've heard his name a couple of times, but uh, nothing, you know, not associated with anything devastating. But he's played well enough to make it this far. We'll see if he can make it through the next round and land on the 53-man roster. So... With the fourth preseason game being on Thursday, we guys, uh, you guys kind of know, anyone who's listened been a follower of the show for the last few years know that uh, I don't make much of that fourth game. I don't really talk about it. I will watch the game on Thursday, so if something's going to happen, I'll be able to check it out. But uh, mostly it will be like, hey, guess what? The Bears and the Browns played the fourth preseason game. No one cares. The Bears won. Now let's move on. The fourth preseason review show is generally what I like to call 
the Picks That Stick show. And that's where I go out and not only say who's going, you know, I'm going to go through all 32 teams, how the records are going to go, who's going to finish and what, and make my preseason pick on who is going to Super Bowl 49 uh, in Arizona this year, down uh, where the Cardinals are playing. So uh, I kind of had a uh, very biased, uh, you know, sipping the Kool-Aid prediction, cooking up before. Uh, that was until these preseason games started and was starting to watch the defense. So I've kind of cooled on that idea. I am sticking to one prediction, which I hope comes true, and we'll uh, you have to tune in next week to hear what that is. So final cuts are on Saturday. So either Saturday night after the final cuts are made or on Sunday is when I'll be back to do the final uh, review episode of the preseason where we will talk about momentarily, talk about the fourth preseason game um, against the uh, Browns. Then we'll do our Picks That Stick show. We'll introduce you to the 53-man roster. And then that following Thursday, one week from this Thursday, September the 4th, when the season kicks off with the Packers and the Seahawks, while that game is going on, I will be delivering to you the week one preview episode of the 2014 Chicago Bears season, the very first the uh, the official the official premiere episode of the 2014 season all of these have been you know prequels if you will uh teasers and, and whatnot uh, the real deal starts next thursday when we deliver the first preview episode of the chicago bears review we focus on our upcoming opponent the buffalo bills and what we should expect from that matchup and going forward. Then we get into our review episodes and so on, and we really get underway with two episodes a week starting next Thursday. We have the Thursday episode, then on Monday, then Thursday, Monday, and so on for the rest of the season. So it's finally here. It's getting really, really close. So I'm very, very excited. Uh, according to the app I have on my phone, 12 days until the Bears and the Bills kick off the 2014 season for us, the followers of the Beloved, and uh, hopefully it will be a very good opening to the season. So that is going to do it for the week three, preseason week three episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Like I said, we'll be back either late on Saturday or first thing on Sunday after the final cuts are made. They're due by, I think, 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. So depending on how busy I am this weekend, we'll see what we can do about getting that show done on Saturday. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.